And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. In partnership with Connect TV, this is a Connect Now production. The Princess Life. Princess Martha and her platform to empower. A princess who leads by example, empowering others simply by living her own truth. Princess Marta Louise of Norway doesn't bow to standard protocol or societal norms. Rather, she stands for what she believes, unafraid and unapologetic of her authentic self. As opposed to being defined by her title, she boldly defines the title in terms of her own as an agent for change. Many little girls dream of being a princess and dressing up in fancy gowns. Their dream, which was really your reality, was very different from what you dreamed of. You hated getting dressed up and loved being outdoors. From the very beginning of you, did you spend more time being who you wanted to be or who you felt you needed to be? Or was there a balance of both in that? Uh, I think it, it changed a bit during my childhood and younger years, uh, my teenage years. When I was a child, I was very free. Went to you know public kindergarten. It was like or daycare center, you know, like everybody else did. Um, I was very outdoorsy. Played a lot with my brothers and his friends, um, and. I always dreamt, <laughs> you know how you said that all, all children dream of being a princess? Well, I, uh, and then one day their real parents will come and they will pick them up and it's the king and queen and there are princesses and all that. And I had the opposite dream, I had the dream that one day uh, my real parents would come and it was like a dentist or a teacher, <laughs> just a totally normal family uh, situation. Um, but. I had a very like free in a way upbringing because my parents have always let us um, be free as children climbing trees, you know, like cycling, like doing all these uh, normal kid stuff that we do. But when we got older, um, we had to be more in the public eye. And I mean, from when I was born, I was in the public eye. So that's kind of been the limiting part of it where uh, I had to present myself in a certain way and be a certain way um, and through, you know, when I grew up I thought everybody was like me who saw things that nobody else saw or who took in emotions from everybody else or who knew where they had pain or what had happened or if they'd had a quarrel or had an argument before they came and saw me or whatever. Um, I thought everybody was like that. And obviously they weren't, and I, I learned that when I started school, I think. And I started feeling very different, not just because I was a princess and was different because of that, but also because I felt very lonely in that space of um, having that communication with spirit and uh, yeah, taking in information that I didn't know where it was coming from and didn't know how to deal with. And 
Um, although I had many friends, I've always had many friends and been very social, um, I felt very lonely because of that. And, um, and so through my teens, it became more apparent and I started being much more what other people expected me to be than being who I was. Um, and I was just, I had two states of mind. I was really, really happy and I was totally a pleaser for everybody around me, super happy, everything was great. I loved everybody, had loads of friends, you know? Uh, or I was really, really sad and had no idea why I was sad because I didn't have any of those in between because I'd cut off all my emotions to fit in, to please everybody, to live up to everybody's expectations that I suddenly acknowledged and started seeing I needed to grow up to and live, and live up to. And uh, also in that period, we started doing more and more official duties and I had immense stage fright, like immense stage fright. I would, my knees would chatter and shake like crazy. I wouldn't be able to go out. My heart was racing, I was sweating, my palms, uh, it was like horrible. And I had to do public speaking all the time because that was my role as a princess. And also being in the public eye, living up to a certain standard, that wasn't me. And I felt this chasm between who I was supposed to be and who the princess was out there and who I was here. And I never felt like I lived up to that as a person, like that I wasn't good enough or that. So I tried to make this picture of everything so perfect out there. And of course, that doesn't make anybody happy. And so that also started my search because I also started wondering, why do I see all these things? Why do I know all these things? What is this, you know? Like, what is going on here? And my horses, because I was into horses from when I was eight, helped me a lot in that process. Because with horses, you have this non-verbal conversation and communication, both through, you know, your physical, with your reins and your seat and your legs, but also with this heart-to-heart -heart communication that I really lacked with people. And being highly sensitive, like I am, um, I think for us it's very important to have that heart-to-heart -heart communication and not that, um, you know, chitter-chatter of everyday life, that everybody has that kind of superficial talk. Um, and it was very distancing for me. And I also started distrusting people because, you know, as soon as you say, how are you, people go, oh, I'm fine you know and they raise their the tone of their voice and it's all and I'm like no you're not fine why do you say that you're fine when I can feel that you're angry or you're sad or you're you know like all these different emotions that you have why do you tell me the first thing you tell me is a lie so I started really distrusting people because what else are they not saying when they're not saying that as a first thing and so uh, for me um, horses, because of that too, saved me. Because horses then is an animal, they, they don't lie to you. They're totally honest. They always meet you with love and they're always there for you, no matter what and whoever you are, you know. And, um, and having them in my life really made me come through that time. And then I started opening up for my, my, more and more of my spirituality, also through the horses and having that communication with them. Um, and until I discovered, you know, uh, having these gifts that I have and the powers I have and coming into more owning those powers and standing up for who I really am. But that also resulted in 
breaking out of the traditional way of being a princess. Um, so I was the first princess to actually break out of the traditional way of you know, being a princess, not earning money, getting money from the state, um, you know, and doing your official duties, and that was what your life was about. And so I, I started a spiritual center <laughs> in 2007, which was, of course, very criticized because that's not what I'm supposed to do. And I ran that center with energy readings and healings and um, a touch method we developed for 12 years. And we, I've written nine books on, um, yeah, on spirituality, on highly sensitive people, on how to, you know, come in contact with who you are and really come into your own and start listening to who you are, having communications with your angels that are around you all the time, um, doing healings, waking up to who you truly are instead of what people tell you to be. So I've, I've, I've done that for a long time. And um, so having that balance, I think being older now, um, now I am more who I am and can stand up for that. And um, it is very balanced out with, do, I'm an entrepreneur who has like started five companies. <laughs> and, you know, like it's very, it's, it's a life that it's to me is very loving and, um, and fun to, to be part of or be in. Um, and I also do uh, my official work where I work with uh, disabled, people. Spending a lot of time at the stables as a young girl, you loved horses and were a competitive rider. Riding can be so freeing. Personal question for you. What gait when riding made you feel most free? Walk, trot, canter, gallop? And why? Um, so that's definitely gallop, like flat out gallop, because it's, it's this, uh, when you come, it's actually two things. It's not actually the gate, the other part, but, but I'll tell you about that after. So flat out gallop, um, preferably on a beach, uh, with the sun setting, huge waves, brave, uh, huge waves breaking, uh, flat out gallop. And you have this, this part where the horse, when they come to a certain speed, they kind of go down and they kind of go down and then they just shoot forward. And it's so amazing just to have the main, you know, uh, in, the, in, the, in the wind flowing and, and you're just there with the horse, like completely one. And I, I love that oneness with the horse. Every moment I get where I have that oneness, where I have connection with the heart to heart with the horse is just incredible. And it's such an amazing experience where you feel that you don't actually have to do anything with a horse. You can just think it and they react. And it's, and it's having that, that closeness of communication with an animal is just incredible. And that's to my second uh, part, whereas actually sometimes when, because I did like huge jumps, like I, I was a show jumper, so I did the Grand Prix and the World Cups and jumped the biggest jumps there is. Um, and sometimes when I was riding those big jumps, it was also a time when, you know, when you t are totally in one with everything and time stops. And I was just like hanging in the top of this uh, fence um, and, uh, and everything just stood still. 
and you had that moment where you were like out of time, within time, but totally in the, the zone where nothing is apart from you and this horse. And it's just, and you're part of everything. And I've had that a few times when I've done that jumping and you come really into that space. And that's also the most, and it doesn't really matter if it's, if it's walking or trotting or uh, canter or gallop, it's that connection with the horse. And to have that, I think that's the most beautiful. When it comes to title, there are pros and cons with every role we play in life. As a princess, what is the biggest pro that has come with your title? And the biggest con? Um, the biggest pro is um, that I can actually make an impact and that I can actually, by just being me and, and because I'm in the public eye, People see all the hardships I've gone through um, and also that I've broken you know, out of the box that I was supposed to be in and that I've, I've uh, been brave in be being me, which shouldn't actually be something you should be brave about because it should be totally natural, but in this world it's not, unfortunately, yet. I hope it will be someday. But um, just because I am a princess, it makes other people dare to be them and to take that step too and to inspire other people to be more them. Um, and that I think is amazing and wonderful to be a part of. Uh, the cons uh, are more the learning parts of being a princess, which is basically the criticism you get all the time, which is a great learning um, arena, I would say, for both knowing how to put your boundaries or set your boundaries and also um, uh, learning what can I actually, what part of me is letting this happen right now? What door am I opening for people to say that I'm no good or uh, what door in me is still open for people to say that I'm not worthy of this or I shouldn't do this or whatever. And so it's like a self, um, it's a journey of um, exploring more of myself through all that criticism too. So although it's really hard, it's also a gift. Like every teacher we have are the most annoying sometimes, you know? <laughs> yeah. With entitlement comes expectation, both internal and external. As a princess, what do you expect of yourself? What do others expect of you? I've landed somewhere where I, I rarely live up to other people's expectations of me and don't even consider them. Um, I don't, I, I, I should say, I try not to have expectations for myself either because expectations are never truths. They are just a level of something you want to happen. And if you don't live up to that expectations, you're a failure. Basically, that's what expectations are, at least how I'm taught expectations. And, and for me, that's not a very loving way to be towards myself or to see other people. So for me, it's really important to see people as they are and showing up as they are and in whatever way that is and accepting that whatever that is. 
um, so that I don't get disappointed or I don't um, have these expectations that will be disappointing or disappointed or I will be disappointed by others. And for me, that has freed me a lot in my life because when I grew up, I was totally in for all the living up to all the expectations. Um, and when I managed to understand that that was not a way to live and that other people's expectations, they are so many, you can never live up to them anyway, especially when you're a princess growing up, you know, because there's so many, some people want me to be like this, some people want me to be like that. And even though I tried so hard to live up to everybody's expectations and just be this perfect princess, uh, there were still people who didn't like me, uh, who were criticizing me, you know, and it hurt so much. So in the end, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be me and they just have to deal with that and I'm okay with that. And of course it hurts when you get criticized from time to time, but after a while you learn um, that the press, they, they want to build you up and they want to tear you down and that's how they, they work. Um, and you just have to be you and go through that and be strong in who you are and show the world who you are. And that's, that's basically how you move through that. You are, of course, so much more than a title. Princess Marta. However, with your title, with the power and position you've been given, what are you proudest of giving back in service to others? Um, I think my most proudest moment is when I see um, like my students um, when they light up and the light in their eyes shine again. Uh, when they choose to be completely them and can go out in the world and start changing the world because they have found themselves again. Um, that to me are my proudest moments. Also seeing my kids um, through all the traumas they've been through, through, uh, through uh, their dad committing suicide and having gone through that valley of sorrow and pain. Um, I'm really proud of how we've all come through them. For those young girls or boys who dream of being a princess one day, who dream of being great, what empowering advice do you have for becoming great, regardless of the title you hold? I think the main thing is to unapologetically um, understand who you are and live that life. I think it's the where you have your most power. I think it's where you shine the most and it's where you will be seen because that's where your truth lies. And when people speak their truth, uh, things happen. Uh, everybody becomes silent. They start listening. But if you speak other people's truths, like I've done a lot because I had speeches that other people had made and I was super nervous because I had to read these things and live up to the expectations of what was uh, expected for me and how I was supposed to perform it, uh, was such a different experience than when I started being on stage speaking my truth. Then I became safe on stage. I, I wasn't scared of being on stage anymore. And I could actually speak my truth and people would actually listen. Well, before I was just 
um, nobody actually knew me and knew who what I was standing for. It was easy to criticize me as well. It was easy to criticize me as well when I was standing in my truth, but then I was a force in myself. And so it was not as um, destructive for me. And I think uh, when we dare to shine with our, our light and let that shine into the world and be true to who we are, we're very strong. We are very powerful. We're more powerful than we think. And the more we dare to be who we are with all the different aspects of us and for us ourselves to acknowledge who we are, I think is just so important because we are the first ones who criticize. We're the first ones to be negative towards ourselves and to get ourselves down. And the quicker we start um, being good to ourselves and actually acknowledge all the wonderful parts of ourselves, then we start changing and start being strong, grounded, and can stand our ground against anything. And that's the power of being a human being in the light, I think. Thank you, Princess Marta. Thank you so much for sharing your truth. Thank you for helping us all connect now. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.